Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Seven nights at Hallis, what it is, what it do. This is Bobby Ingram, Curtis Dennis. Know that we've been loyal even when we wasn't winning. A trusted source for the news. Seven nights at Hallis. I don't know why that delay was going on, but uh, I was trying to put myself in the room. Anyway, you weren't trying to enter me at the same time, were you? Okay. Anyway, we are here. 79th and Hatless, uh, episode 230. It's your guys, Scott and Flows. We apologize for the couple second delay at the beginning of this podcast, because I don't know why the fuck it wasn't put me in, in the stream yard room. But anyway, we are here for the first time in almost a calendar year. It is a victory uh, well, if you listen to this today on Patreon, the Victory Sunday, and if you listen to this tomorrow on regular street, the Victory Monday here. First time in almost a calendar year, the Bears win 40-20 to 20 over the Washington Commanders um, this past Thursday night in Washington, D.C., which actually isn't in Washington, D.C. It's in fucking Landover, Maryland, which is about 45 minutes to an hour outside of D.C., which I learned the fucking hard way uh, heading to the stadium as my brother texted me uh <laughs> take a picture you say send a picture of the stadium i'm like nigga i am not there yet <laughs> and literally outside the stadium what it's taken us 45 minutes to get in we literally took us an hour and a half like not even an hour and a half, but really about like an hour we were literally outside the stadium it took an hour to get into the stadium um the parking that the commanders gave us was like it was like on the other side of the stadium, but from the side of the stadium we entered in on Google Maps, it said 30 minutes just to get to that side of the parking. So side, I was like, look, we might have to pay the five and just pay for parking to get up in here because I'm be late. It's not going to be a good look. And we left. We left because shout out my man, Pavy. We was downtown D.C. checking out all the sites. We saw the Washington Monument, the fucking. Uh, Damn, that's the problem. You should have been at the game. I'm not going to be there three hours ahead of time. I only do that when you're there. Uh, I, I want to actually go see the fucking city. That's the point of going to other cities. No, it ain't. So, the point is to cover the game. No, it's not. But uh, we left two and a half hours before the game starts. We'd be there at a good time. And then the parking sent us off. So, But anyway, shout out to the fucking uh, parking lot people in the D-lot. We was like, oh, y'all got a green parking pass anyway, so you might as well park here. And it was actually good because the media lot was a whole fucking on the other end of the fucking stadium. It would have took us even longer time to get there. So by us getting through this lot, we were able to get to the entrance with no problem. But it is a shit stadium. I finally met a stadium that is worse than Soldier Field. That is FedEx Field by far. They don't let nobody on the state. They don't let anybody on the field. So when I saw my credential, they said no field access. I was like, what the fuck? They don't let anybody on the field. They didn't let Amazon Thursday Night Football on the field. They don't let nobody on the fucking field. They did. Uh, Amazon did their uh, post game show 
in the main concourse on the 100th level. Like, so they Justin Fields did his interview over there. Magic Johnson did his unit his interview over there. There was no field access whatsoever. But anyway, Bears 140-20. Justin Fields uh for the second game in a row. For before the last two weeks, not in the last two weeks, the last calendar week. It was two games in the calendar week. He has not had a game with over with four touchdowns passing in his in his uh professional career. He did it twice. In, in about five days, man. He went 15 to 29, 282, four touchdowns. Khalil Herbert, 10 carries, 76 yards. Uh, Just Fields had 11 carries, 50, 57 yards himself. Uh, Roshan had 19 yards before he got concussed. Uh, Khalil Herbert is out for the next couple weeks with a high ankle sprain. We'll talk about that later in the show. But the story here was DJ Moore, of course, eight yards, 230, I mean, eight receptions, 230 yards, three touchdowns. And if you are new to this podcast, of course, this is Scott and Flows. You want to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Barbershare Scott, at Flows Andalini. Follow the Barbershare Network at Barbershare Net on Twitter and IG. Follow 79th and Hallis, 79th and Hallis. Subscribe to the Patreon, patreon.com backslash Barbershare Network. If you are listening to this, on Sunday, that means you are a barber. That means you're a barber's chair Patreon subscriber, and you just enjoyed a whole day of bare stress-free football. We hope you enjoy. And if you're listening to this the Monday, that means we're getting ready for Week Six against the Minnesota Vikings, man. But uh, what did you, what, what? How did you feel about uh, the game? Before I give my personal account of being there, I mean, it was probably their most complete game that they've played. Um, Justin looked like the person that I thought he could be. Um, I mean, the operation was quick. The ball got out of his hands quick. But also when he needed to hold on to the ball to go through his progressions, he did that. And when he got to the person that he needed to pass to, it was sharp. It was crisp. I mean, he had two touchdowns to DJ Moore that was just fantastic. Um, defensively, they still suck. But I think this highlights how much they probably should focus on defense and get another receiver in the draft. But offensively, man, it's just impressive. The offensive line, which is a makeshift, hot posture stuff, hot posture stuff, and they were setting some beautiful holes. We're protecting Justin well. Um, luckily, I've watched the Bears long enough. I've covered them for four years to know to never get my hopes up. That would be foolish. But for other fans who are watching, I can understand if they got their hopes up watching that and saying, oh, my goodness, the Bears are, you know, they're going to turn around and all that. But. It was it was actually fun to watch. I had fun watching the game. Yeah, I mean, and when's the last time that we've had fun watching the Bears game? I think that was the number one thing. Uh, I think for me being there, it took a while for me to actually get into the game because I was trying to come to grips with how fucking tight it is in that damn uh, press box. Like, the one thing about uh, FedEx Field that a lot of people uh, – we had people who was at the game too. Shout out uh, Pierce, of course. Uh, one of the co-founders of this great company. He was at the game. Shout out to the homie Shakir. She was at the game. They said that it was a lot of elbow to elbow. And they're like, you were real bunched up with niggas in the crowd. It was the same thing in the fucking press box. We were bunched up with people in the press box. And so it took a while for me to get in the game. The one thing I did like about the press box was it was like, a, it was like a, it kind of remind me a little bit. Remember Pittsburgh? Well, it was kind of like you were in the crowd. But this mm-hmm. one is like even more in the crowd. Like I literally felt like I was like, in like a suite kind of because we had the box but we was like literally in the field so it was a great view of the field but it took a while to get into it but it's like as soon as the game started like started it's like he went deep to cj i'm not cj but uh dj dj Moore. and so to me i think with you know like you said as far as getting your hopes up and we'll talk about you know how they do think they can you know build from this we can talk about that right now but i think that to me more than anything is how the offense looked 
Like, I think that it's like they, it kind of reminds me a little bit of last year where it took them four or five weeks to realize, oh, Justin has legs. Maybe we should use them. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like these last two games realized, oh, we traded for a, a, a number one stud receiver. Maybe we should fucking throw him the football. And it worked in uh, the first, uh, really the first, the game against Denver, and it worked the entire game in this game. They had no answer for him. And this is just the kind of guy that DJ Moore is. This isn't something about, oh, look what defense he played, which I hate that type, that bullshit too, because if Justin got flame broiled by, by this defense, and by the way, Washington's defense is not bad. That defense is not bad like um, Denver's. I, I'm watching Denver and the Jets, and I can't believe they lost to these motherfuckers. So, if you to me, it's like the Uchi Wally of one mind. Which, which which one is it? If you if you get cooked by a bad defense, he sucks. But if he cooks the bad defense like he's supposed to, it's all oh, it's just this so and so. He's did what he he did what he had to do. DJ did what he had to do, and DJ's done this entire career with a whole bunch of bum ass quarterbacks. He's always put up numbers. So the fact that he's doing this with Justin, I feel like now they're getting a little rapport in. Where it's like Justin is just like, oh, well, I know DJ's gonna get it. And more than anything, more than the actual uh, better game plan, game planning that we've seen from Lou Getze, to me is Justin looking more confident. And I said this on Tuesday when I was up at Hallis Hall that um I felt like Justin, like he like I took a picture of him um at the podium and I posted it on the 79th Hallis page. And hope he was like, oh, the Bears have they they've uh, defeated this man. Look, I'm like, no, Justin just has resting bitch face. Like he was actually like smiling and cracking jokes with us. I'm like, he's in a good fucking mood. So I was wondering if that was going to carry on. I was hoping that the devastation of Sunday's loss didn't change the way he played the game. We talked about that on the podcast last week, and it didn't. He coming out there free. He's confident in his throws, and he's strong with anticipation. One thing I did like, even though Cole Komet fucked up on last Sunday, he didn't just stop going stop going to Cole. Now, there was one first down play where I saw he was, like, he was literally waiting for Cole to get to a spot, so the same bullshit don't happen last week. But you saw the confidence. And I kind of feel like this is something that he can take on and build on from here on out with the offense. I still think this team is going to be sorry. But I think offensively, this is what Bears fans anticipated, what this offense would look like going forward. I know a lot of people were disappointed about how the second half looked. I'm going to give, I'm going to shoot Lou Getzi some bail. He had no running back in that second half. He had no fucking running back. Khalil Herbert went down. Uh, Roshan Johnson went down. All you had was Kari Blessing game. Like, he's not – I think he's a fullback, right? Sorry, I just saw the craziest interception. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Who got picked off? Uh, Zach was throwing it to Garrett, and it was a good pass. And it went through Garrett's arms and landed in the receiver's two knees, which he caught as a pick. It was certain. It's been a BLT fest in the NFL this week. What's what's the score of that game? Are the Jets still winning? The Jets up by three. Okay. But, yeah, so to me, I feel like this is what Bears fans, like, you know, so outside of – let me go back to the point. I was about to jump. So with no running backs, it, it was hard to switch it up. And so to seal the game, they threw it right to DJ. And by the way, very bad call by the referees with the DJ out of bounds thing. DJ was not out of bounds. And even if he was out of bounds, let him finish the play first. Then you go back and review it. He was not out of bounds. But to me, I was shooting Luke Getzi some bail from that. I thought it was a very good game plan. I like what uh, – I think it was – um, I forgot who said it. Some one of the – I think it was DeMarcus Walker. Somebody said the Flues came to halftime like, look, look, defense and offense, let's keep – uh, our foot on the gas. He was like, I'm calling defensive plays. I'm going to keep my foot on the gas. Offense, y'all keep y'all on the gas. It was something that uh, we saw. And I just thought 
it was a great win. Uh, we weren't able to get into the locker room because the way that, like I said, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a terrible stadium. Like, there's like three entrances to the locker room, and it's like a small locker room, and the Bears went there celebrating, and they really didn't let any of us in. Like, it was certain media who got in. I was outside. It was me, her, Pav, uh, Brad Bates, Courtney Cronin, uh, just Jason Leisure. Uh, Pat Finley, whole bunch of we couldn't get in that motherfucker. So we don't we didn't know exactly what was happening in the locker room, but just a good win for the Bears. I don't know how this is gonna leave for the rest of the season, but I think this is just something you need to build with build for. And just morale wise, morale wise, I think it's gonna help. Yeah, no, I um my thoughts is I I'm tired of the Bears going or Bears fans saying, you know what, I you know, we just need to draft so and so and it's gonna all be good. You know, well, there's this new quarterback that's here, and I, you know, we can't wait. He's he's gonna be the guy. That's because we got the pieces. I'm tired of that. You know what I mean? I'm tired of that feeling, I'm tired of that hopelessness. (laughs) And this game went a small way, a short way towards me feeling like I don't have to feel that way. What infuriates me is what took so long for that to happen. What took so long for Lou Getzey to realize, okay, not only is Justin Fields uber athletic, Justin Fields can throw the ball. And so if I tailor my offense to his skills, if I either simplify or make the the game, give him more options, whatever I need to do to make it easier for him, why wasn't he doing that? And that uh, that's the only frustrating part about that game because I, I truly wish – I'm frustrated part about the game. I truly wish that the game was called the way it is now. Um, that being said, it was fun to see. I really love the heart that Khalil Herbert showed. I mean, yeah. just some tough running. He looked like a feature back, though. I realize in today's NFL, there's not really such thing as a feature back. And you understand. You don't really want a feature back when running backs get hurt a lot more than uh, their other skill player positions. So I get that. That being said, he looked really good. Roshan and his relief looked good. Um, with the second half, it's hard to really have a pass only option at one at really at one point for them. Um, Kari Blassingay, who is a fullback, had to run, and yeah. I, I think it was Kevin uh, Fishbane who said this was the most carries he's had this entire career. I yeah, that du- was Kevin. He yeah, doubled Kevin. his career carries yeah. in one game. I'm like, yeah, that's because you don't have a running game, and you don't want to pull what the Colts were doing, Anthony Richardson, where you're running him too much and he gets injured. Uh, even with the even with the Ravens, if you look at Lamar Jackson's career stats, his attempts are going down per year uh, with his rushing because you want them to last longer. So I, I'll give him a break for that. That being said, I would not be shocked if it happened again. Where not the receivers, the running backs get injured, but where they struggle to put up points in the second half because they are prone, prone to doing some nonsense. Um, but no, it was just a good game. Justin looked he looks the best he's ever looked in his career. Yeah. I feel like he's right back at the shoe. I feel like he's throwing to Gary Wilson and Chris Olave. I mean, it was just it was just phenomenal, you know. And I I, I really think this should be a stepping off point for Justin Fields. It's like if you're getting ready to dive into the pool of you know success of maturing as a player, this is that jumping off point where you say, okay, now now it's time for you to be better. Now it's time for you to continue and be consistent. And his poise in the pocket is probably the thing that I'm most excited about. Um, because when he's in there, it just looks like he's just he's going through his reads calmly. He's getting to where he needs to go calmly. So, you know, my hope for him is that it continues. Uh, I, I'm i not off the Bears should draft a quarterback train just yet because I'm going to be realistic with myself and know that this is the Chicago Bears. And because of Chicago Bears, I don't let a few games misconstrue 
what the reality is. That being said, Justin Fields is number two uh, in passing touchdowns right now. Kirk overtook him and uh, Josh Allen, but he's number two, not far behind them in yards. Uh, it's time to, you know, it's time to do that. If, if the Bears manage to still drop 30 a game offensively, but, you know, still lose some games, but they look efficient, I think that's a great sign. Of course, it's not where you want to be winning games, but that lets you know, okay, when we get this pick, uh, from the Carolina because they're going to be the, the worst team in the league oh, by far. When you get this pick, you need to even if you don't want to draft Supermar, you need to get yourself some defensive players. You need to get somebody who can make it easier on the offense. So man, pay no, them niggas free agency. Go get Supermar. <laughs> man, I, pay I don't them know. niggas spend money do, on the trenches in free agency, man. I, I do not. The most important in football, most most, uh, most important positions in football which uh, I'm so glad. I was thinking about this today. The most important positions are the skill players. The most important positions are either the quarterback, and if it ain't the quarterback, it's the line. It's the nigga that chase. I'm not disagreeing with that, but if Super Marv, you get that nigga if he's there. I don't know. You get you get that. I don't I don't even think it's, it's a conversation. I like, think it's very you, much a conversation. It's quite a few incredible interior linemen. Why would that? Why would it not be a conversation? No, I'm saying, like, you're going to have two first-round picks. Like, the Bears, I mean, even if, if the Bears continue to play offensively, they ain't going to be top ten. The, they have to win some games to be top ten. I don't think they're gonna win many games. I think they're gonna score points. I, I think defensively, they're, they're gonna be giving up shit. That's why I don't think they're gonna win that many games. I think if everything goes absolutely right, they'll probably win five. I, that that to me is what is what I think. Well, that's, that's illogical. What do you mean? If everything goes absolutely right, they'd win out. You know what the fuck I mean, man? You ain't, ain't got to be a hundred percent. Oh, Russell Wilson sucks. I mean, like you know, what I mean, if if. If I mean the defense can play middle road, I think they'll win four more. I don't. I think this defense is gonna stop them from doing anything that'll kick them out of the top ten. I think in in order for you to get top ten, you're gonna have to have more than five wins. And this is a very deep edge draft. So I think that if you get, uh, you know, Carolina, I believe is going to be the worst team in the NFL. As we see today, even though the, the Bengals won, the Cardinals ain't no hoes. They gonna stumble into a couple more wins, which makes me wonder about them. You seem to have a, a solid team outside of QB, and even Dobbs is playing well. And can I say something about Kyler? We talked about this, and I'm not going to hold you group chat. Fraud. Look, I'm not, that's not even that. I wouldn't give up on Kyler Murray. Like, honestly, no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't get – like, I, I've been watching a lot of Caleb. I stayed up that whole dumbass game last night. They won. I was not impressed. No. By what I, I saw from Caleb no. last night. And then if you have a team right now that I think they're full of talent offensively and defensively, you're going to have to wait two years. Yeah, exactly. You want to do that? Exactly. Just roll with Kyler. You know what I'm saying? And that's what my thoughts about Justin, too. I want him to be good. Because yeah. if he's good, it the window opens up immediately. If yeah. it's not, you got to give Caleb two years. Do yes. you want to wait two years? No. You know what and I'm saying? And this is the thing, too. I think, like, you said the perfect thing. Like, no, they shouldn't be out of the quarterback hunt yet. Like, no, Justin has to do this the rest of the fucking season. Yeah. Like, obviously, I'm not saying four touchdowns a week. That's asinine. No, if he did that, that's but, just ridiculous. He's MVP candidate. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, he has to play like this the rest of the season. He plays like this the rest of the season. Fuck Caleb Williams. And then to me, uh, you know, shout out Mikey says something. Good. The Bears don't have to pay that nigga like right now. Yes, they have a fifth year uh, option coming up, but that's what the franchise tag is for. You know what I'm saying? Like, you keep around for a little bit before you decide whether or not we got to pay, buddy. So it's like it's not like something you have to make this decision now. No. If, if you get uh, – if Carolina gets the number one pick, and let's just say the Bears – let's say the Bears win five games, right? Mm-hmm. I think, like, that's the, the most they'll be able to win. Let's just say they win five games. Let's just say they get, like, uh, the sixth pick or whatever. Yep. 
if you get you can get, this is a very deep edge draft. I would take Marvin Harrison. I would take Marvin Harrison. Uh, I, 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 with that, actually, you know, I would probably shop the number one pick. See if you can get like second or third pick. Maybe somebody wants Caleb Williams and you get you like a bounty, and then then you go Marvin number two, some shit like that. And you might have a couple first round picks. Then you go get you one of these top one of these edge guys. You know what I'm saying? Because it's such mm-hmm. a deep draft. But the thing is, I feel like Ryan Poles made a lot of bad moves. But this trade right here is his magnum opus. And this is why he's probably not going to get fired because of this. Because even if Justin does uh, falter, this is an amazing backup plan. So if Justin falters, okay, he's not our guy. Now we just take Caleb Williams with this, with this Panthers pick. So I feel like it's an amazing fallback plan. And it's, it's an incredibly stupid thing for the Panthers. It was dumb to me when they did it. It's even stupid to me now. Now that I see how Bryce Young is out there with no wide receivers, and you had this guy on your fucking team, and you and you thought that you were going to compete in that sorry-ass division, which me and you both told Panthers fans that was not going to happen. We was like, the NFC South is bad. They ain't that bad, nigga. And so now you're sucking, and you have no first-round draft pick. Nothing to help Bryce move forward. So I feel like that's good for him. But, Justin, I feel like – I don't want to be do the Bears thing and say, oh, for sure he's turned the corner. I think he's headed in the right direction. These next five games, to me, is as close as you can get to winnable for the next for the rest of the season. You've got uh this coming Sunday, you've got the uh the Minnesota Vikings, who are same record we are, same record we are. They are god awful defensively, and this is a division game, even though we lost to them both times last year. Close games. Even the second game, Justin didn't play. <laughs> Kirk Cousins did. <laughs> yeah. Still almost won. You was at that sorry ass game. You know, mm-hmm. that's going to be close right there. So the Bears have an opportunity to win that game. Then you go and you are home again. You play the Raiders. The Raiders are oh. fucking sorry. Oh. Like, then after that, you come to uh, Los Angeles, play the Chargers. And look, the Chargers have Justin Herbert. They're not a great team. The Chargers are very much mediocre. You can win that game. There's no home field advantage in so far. Why you give a fuck about the Chargers out here? Then. You go to New, to uh, New Orleans to play the Saints. So then, then you got the Panthers. So honestly, you got about the next month, month and a half, all winnable games. I'll be honest with you. I think this entire schedule is winnable outside of one team. The two Detroit games. Yeah, Detroit going to whoop their ass. Detroit's going. Detroit's going to sweep the Bears. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's not going to be. It's not mad. It's not going to be close. No, because they look good. I'm, I'm borderline they NFC championship bound on 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 yeah. they look like a well oiled machine yeah. because as I'm looking at the schedule, you're right. So like I said, you got Minnesota. I mean, right now uh, you, you talk, niggas. My turn. Oh my bad. Go ahead. So you got the Vikings, Raiders, Chargers, Saints, Panthers, all winnable games. All Panthers, winnable games. <laughs> that's gonna be the. Uh, are you gonna give the Bears the? Are the Bears going to uh, be the worst team or the Panthers be the worst team? Yeah. I'm I'm gonna say worst off. And the Lions, that's a loss. Vikings, I probably call them loss too. But, I don't know, man. I mean, if the Bears Vikings win Sunday, the Bears win Sunday, and then they go to Minnesota, I can see the Bears losing that. The Vikings are bad. Then the Lions are going to lose that. The Browns, I don't know. Probably it's still winnable. I think the Cardinals. Once again, the Cardinals play tough. Yeah. Falcons. I don't know who the Falcons are at this point. I, I don't yeah. know. Um, Ritter had the best game of his life. Can he replicate that? As of right now, I'd say no. And then the Packers. Well, Ritter play like Ritter play like God at home on the road. That nigga's very shaky. He, he looked incredible. And then against the Packers, which will be the – will Joe decide will he be going to that game? I don't want to hear nothing about the Packers till we beat them niggas. I don't want to hear no rah-rah shit from Bears fans until you beat them niggas consistently. 
I don't want to hear shit about the Green Bay Packers. So you're right. Up until no uh, every game up to November 9th, you should be a favorite. Yeah. I, I don't so. know about favor. Favor is a no, favorite no, stretch. You, but should, you, be, should, have a, you should have a chance to win. Yeah, winnable game. And that, that's the opportunity for you to change to turn this season around. You know what I'm saying? And that that I feel like is what the team is looking at. And I want to say this too. Another thing that stood out to me about Monday, the offensive line. We we all to my on the offensive line is bad. It's because niggas was hurt. Tevin Jenkins, when healthy, is really, really fucking good. Yes, I know we I'm one I'm I'm in I'm, I'm on team. We should have drafted Jalen Carter. Having said all that, Darnell Wright is a fucking monster. He'd be moving fucking furniture. He has been great. He has been and this is a, a defensive line in Washington that's been really good. They're like top five in sacks. And he was throwing niggas out the club. He was great. Nate Davis for all the shit the Bears fans have given him has been really good. So yeah, he had a bad biggest, first game, but I thought he yeah. improved tremendously. The biggest issue is Lucas Patrick being hurt, and, and Cody White here is a terrible center. Them high-ass snaps consistently. That's something they got to fix. But the offensive line being healthy is going to help a lot. So I feel like there's things they can build on. And there was something that Eva Flew said on Friday. I didn't see the press conference because I was flying, but I, I, I seen quotes from it that he said that they're looking uh, for maybe a, like a veteran to come in midseason to help coach the defense. Yeah. You know, you, you could tell, like, I will say... A new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. It's been more, I'll give the Bears defense this. Considering what their actual personnel is on the field, I did think I think they play pretty solid. On on uh, on on Thursday, this is a team in Washington has been putting up thirty almost every week. They just dropped thirty one points on a very good defense in Philadelphia the, the week, a couple of days before. Yeah. They got I think they had like three or three or four sacks of Sam Howell. Had an interception, had a fumble. Yeah, uh, they played a good game. Yeah, five sacks, you know? didn't they? Five. I think it was five. It was it was decent. Because the Bears sacks. had five all year and then uh, ended up having what you would call it their total. I want to be I want to be sure. Don't want to okay. don't want to jump the gun. We'll Yannick and Gogwood worth the money. I called He's, that his first game. I said he looks good. Yeah, worth the money. If you put point out anybody worth the money, yeah. and also too the yeah. thing about Yannick and Gogwood, Marcus Walker, Greg Stroman, T.J. Edwards. So the people you signed, playing, how many? That was five sacks. Five sacks. Five sacks. Interception. A five sacks. Eleven QB hits. Five pass deflections. Just just six tackles for loss. Yeah, man. Yeah, and it's like. So, like, this thing's a bit – and also the secondary has been hurt, man. And that's another thing, too. Like, Jalen Johnson said that he will be back on Sunday against the uh, the Vikings. Now, we don't know about Eddie Jackson. Eddie Jackson's not practiced. It's the same foot he injured at MetLife Stadium last week, so that might take a little longer. But who knows? He might be back. 
how many games? Kyler Gordon got injured week one, right? It was week two. I want to say week one. I think it was week one. So he should be ready to go after the Vikings game. So you're going to slowly start to get your secondary back. And we can over here and talk about, oh, what Jermaine Edmonds and TJ Edwards ain't been doing this. There's only so much your linebackers can do if the secondary ain't shit and the pass, pass rush ain't shit. So I think we need to, like, pump the brakes on that. So all I'm saying about this for Bears fans, I'm not saying that there's reason to have optimism, stuff like that, but there are things here that you can build upon, man. So next question I had, man, Darnell Mooney. Are you concerned about Darnell Mooney? Like, do you feel like Darnell Mooney is being either phased out of the offense? Maybe he's not being as 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 as, as good as he is before because he's not the number one option. Uh, we brought the Supermarv thing. If the Bears do draft Supermarv, and then you got him. him in, yeah. Well, you only have, I think he'll be a free agent, right? This is his. Yeah, this he'll be a free first. agent. You will probably let him walk and see what you got in Tyler Scott. Yeah. I mean, it, here's the thing. Even if he if he was under contract, I'd say trade him because I think Darnell Mooney is a fine player, and I think he's someone's number two. I, I just I realized how, how big of a talent gap there is between DJ Moore and him. I realized I knew because Justin trusts Darnell Mooney, and Justin has put the ball in positions where only Darnell could catch it. He did it all game last game too. Yeah, if I'm Darnell mistaken, Darnell, had, Darnell missed two passes that were like yeah he did golden pass. I'm out. You should have caught yeah. that. Like one, he, he missed stopped, a touchdown too. Like one, he stopped in his tracks. I said, "Ooh, that's a good ball." Yeah. Whereas the touchdown, DJ, DJ Moore did the exact opposite on yeah. a just a quick comeback route. Justin throws it to him, high points it because he. I don't know if he knew. I wish I would. I was there to ask him. Like Justin, did you did you think that corner was going to try to jump the route? Because if a corner is going to jump a, a comeback route. The best thing you can do is probably throw it and high point it because trying to throw it in that outside shoulder is just extremely difficult unless you're a left-handed QB. Unless you're Tua throwing to the left, you don't want to throw that direction because they're going to get it. So high pointing that pass and making sure that he couldn't just, you know, that was one thing I used to see all the time uh, with the Legion of Boom is that Richard Sherman loved to just jump those little comeback routes because it's hard to get to that side of the person's body. It's hard to throw a pass to the side of that person's body. So to see him high pointed, and then of course DJ being DJ and getting a touchdown, and then when Justin scrambles, hits DJ right in that nice little pocket in between the safety and the corner, beautiful. When you see DJ on a one on one outside, and you put it where only he can catch it. Then I had to realize DJ was counted with two feet down because what was the reason? I was I think it was last week or the week before. Is it because he hit the pylon? Yeah, because his foot hit the pylon. Was yeah. that last week? It was the week before last, right? Was it no, that? that was the Denver game. Yeah, so like seeing those things, it's because his foot hit the pylon. Those type of throws like are the reason that you get this person. And Darnell, for as solid as he is, he's not that. You know, he's not that. But I do think he would be fine on another team. Uh, I don't know what the receiving situation for the Cowboys is, but hey, man, sign you with Darnell Moon in the offseason. He'll do fantastic with you because I think he's a solidly handed receiver. He's a good route runner, and they could use him because if the Bears do get, though I, I still want defensive linemen, it's it, you would probably be the worst GM if you didn't pick Dar, if you didn't pick Supermar. So you yeah, get Supermar. Not only do you have a deep threat in Marv, you got a jump ball threat in Marv. Him you and have, DJ, you have two complete receivers as the one and two. And though Cole Komet isn't the greatest tight end, Cole Komet gets touchdowns for some odd reason. And he gets open with Justin. And it's funny because that the same play where Justin got picked off at the end of the Denver game. And he scored I, a touchdown on. 
I, I saw Cole commit. No, not that one. Yeah. It was it was in the oh, middle okay. of the field, not a touchdown. He was up probably at the 40. He started, oh, yeah, that's the one where he waited a little bit. Yeah, yeah, he shifted to his left, and I was like, yeah. he it's a little bit there, but he started yeah. to make those football moves. So yeah, I mean, you yeah, you get rid of Darnell Mooney for Super Mario, absolutely. And then you'll have you'll have a, a buckeye one and two. So it's and then if the Bears still be trash, they'll probably if they're still trash, because right now, who do you have competing for them as the weakest team in the league? The Panthers, which the Bears will have that pick. The Broncos. Uh, the Cardinals won two games, right? Cardinals won two games, yeah. So, Raiders? Raiders, yeah. But all of these niggas are going to stumble into some games. I don't see a win on Carolina's schedule. They look bad. <laughs> But when we said, what do we say? Yeah, These, them niggas gonna be worse too. Y'all tripping. Y'all ain't winning that. And, uh, that was it. Ten side on Twitter. He was like, uh, the Bears haven't picked somebody good in, in eons. I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> so in 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 the, the, the guy used to say, back to back world champs. We we'll be back. Yeah. And like the, the 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 Lou Young voice. Okay. So <laughs> he was crazy. So, so I mean, I say this too, man. Like the the thing to me is like. What I'm looking for the rest of the season is what the offense is going to look like. And now that we know that Khalil Herbert is out for the next couple of weeks, Roshan Johnson should be back to play because he had a he. I think that I don't know. He's not in concussion protocol. I know that for a fact. He's not in concussion protocol. Okay. He got knocked a little bit on his ass because he be playing CT ball like that. They, they that nigga got body slammed, but um, he should be ready to go with a ten day break. He should be ready to go. I'm pretty sure Dante Foreman is going to be uh, activated, and then you'll have those two. Oh, it's your Homer. running backs. Homer, Travis Homer, right? Homer's he's hurt too. With he has a hamstring. So those probably gonna be your two primary backs, man. Uh let's let's move on to a guy who we were both wrong about. Uh Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool, uh, after the comments of saying that he wasn't being used right. And by the way, I don't feel I don't feel like he was wrong. I don't feel like he's being used right. Having said all that, the problem with Chase Claypool is he's lazy as fuck. That's the issue. It's not a, it's not a matter of talent. He's lazy as fuck. Yes, is he more talented? Is he a better wide receiver than Equinemius St. Brown? By far. But Equinemius St. Brown does little things to keep your ass on the football field, things that Chase Claypool doesn't do, nor he actually wants to do. So the Bears traded him on Friday to Miami. Um, for uh, they traded him in a 2025 seventh round pick to the Dolphins for Miami's 2025 sixth round pick. Now, considering the Bears gave that second round pick, which ended up being Joey Porter Jr., who had an amazing uh, interception off a of BLT thrown by uh, Lamar Jackson in the end zone today. Uh, at that point, if you're the Bears, you just got something for him, and that's one of the many L's in Ryan Poles' uh, arsenal right now. Yeah. What do you feel about uh, the Claypool thing, and do you think that he'll be able to thrive a little bit in Miami and Mike McDaniel's system? No. He doesn't make sense in that system at all. I'll be just straight up honest with you. He does not make sense. He's not fast. He's not a great route runner. I don't know what they see, but whatever. maybe they just want somebody to be a jump ball catcher. I mean, Jalen Waddle can get up there, but Jalen Waddle's not tall. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know what their goal is. He just does not seem to fit. It's like I said on Twitter. Their offense is get your fast niggas in space and get out there. All of them dudes run like four threes, four fours. So I don't particularly understand it. Uh, Chase Claypool, I, I I don't know his work ethic because, you know, I've seen him with uh, training camp, but that's not really enough to say it, to make an opinion on the person as a player. But I don't think he's that good. I just think that's the – the, the the basis of it. Here's first year with Pittsburgh. I think he had 800 yards, ATDs or something. Was that Roethlisberger who threw with them? Yeah, that was Roethlisberger. That was Roethlisberger's last year. And 
it, I, I guess it's a testament to Roethlisberger being a Hall of Fame QB, even though he belongs in jail, is he got the ball to him. That's all I can think because I just did not see it. I, nothing impressed me with him. Uh, but Ryan Poles also trade, absolutely. And the people who said it was bad, they were right from the gun. Be like, no, man, it's just a second round. We realize, ah, you could have used that one. So I'll take the L for that. Uh, but all you can do right now, you know, you get you a sixth six round pick or seventh, whatever. You lost it. That's fine. But you get you a sixth round pick and you move on forward from that, though. In the day, it worked out because you got DJ Moore. Yeah, actually, neither one of us should take the L. You know why neither one of us should take the L? Because we're not the goddamn GM of the Chicago Bears. That nigga should take the L. We were just wrong in our assessment of of the trade. Um, yeah, I, I I think you hit the nail on the head on that, man. At this point, the Bears got something for him, but there's no coincidence that the Steelers won, I think, like four or five in a row, or like four or seven last year after they traded Chase Claypool to us. The Bears, honestly, the thing that's gonna really piss me off with the Bears winning the next couple, one of these next couple games, they should have really beat Denver. Uh, seeing the Jets officially won the game 31 to 21, there's no way that the Bulls, the Bears should have let their foot off that game. The Jets. The fucking Jets. And by the way, shout out to the Jets for winning that, man, because I didn't like uh, Sean Payton talking all that shit about Nathaniel Hackey, man, especially when he go out there and they playing just as as they was last year. Um, So shout out to the Jets for standing up for their coach and and, and winning that game for him, man. (laughs) Kevin James and Sean Payton. Jets are insane Uh, for that. uh, Oh, the Jets sweep that out? This is the Jets, brother. Wow. That's funny as shit. (laughs) Shout out to the social media uh, director of the of the Jets, man. But uh, as we wrap this podcast up, man, let's get into a little short preview of Sunday. The Vikings have officially lost uh, 27 to 20. Um, as you hear my brother's dog barking in the background. Sorry, that's uh, funny. That must, somebody must be coming over. Uh, so it's 27 to 20. The, uh, the Chiefs won. Um, Travis Kelsey definitely probably will not be playing next week. He's playing on full adrenaline. <laughs> First off, the, the ref be doing some crazy stuff with the Chiefs. The cornerback was called for a pass interference. It wasn't a pass interference. Took his head off in front of the ref. And the ref said, "Just put your helmet back on." I'm like, ah, that's a that's a penalty. That's a penalty. I'm like, I would be I would be upset, highly pissed. I'm like, that is a penalty. That is an unsportsmanlike conduct. The only time you can do that is during a timeout or during the end of a quarter. That was the craziest thing I've ever seen a ref do. Sorry, I just, yeah, I hate that. Well, you know, that's what happened when they, when they do that with the champions. But uh, the 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 Vikings have had the same record as the Bears, so they'll be coming to Soldier Field on Sunday. Joe will be at that game, Joe will be doing the next couple games because I am back in next two beautiful. Scott gets the LA Chargers game. Yeah, I'm back in beautiful Los Angeles, California, California right now. Uh, so Joe will be doing the Raiders and the Vikings game. I'll be holding it down here so far when the Chargers and the Bears play, and then I'll be back for the rest of the season, uh, starting on the Panthers Thursday night football game, uh, because we would, we would not be on new Orleans. So shout out Thursday night football. Shout out to my good personal friend, Taylor Rook. Shout out to you. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, they were finally able to link up with her on Thursday, man. Shout out to everybody at Amazon Thursday night football. Um, but what are your thoughts going into this game? As we have just seen it, the Vikings are a fucking mess. Uh, what do you think about the the Bears heading into this game? I will say that I still don't think the Vikings are as bad as they played. I really don't. Um, I will say they have played some, like the the Buccaneers game. The Buccaneers are middle 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 of the pack. Um, the Eagles are just probably one of the best teams in the league. The Chargers that should have lost that game, and you beat the Panthers, of course, and you lost to the Chiefs. Um. 
I don't think they're as bad as they play. I don't think they're as bad as they look. Now. I think their their record doesn't represent who they are fully as a team. So I would not be shocked if they beat the Bears. I'm I'm at a show and prove stage with the Bears. As I've said, I, I wanted to do this for years. You got to show me, and I never do. I get hopeful. Not anymore. I'm at a show and prove. So right now, I would pick the Vikings to win. Uh, in addition to that, I'm at the uh, I don't care what the name says on the back of jersey. Just play well. Um, and so, you know, the Bears were to sign someone to be the defensive coach or veteran to help coach defensively. I don't care who it is as long as the Bears are doing good. It's not really about the name. It's about the committee of the people that you have. So I would still probably pick the Vikings to win. I think their biggest – the biggest worry is the, their running game is just not good. Um, That's what happens we let a 1,000-yard rusher just walk out the door for nothing. I, it didn't make any sense. You didn't have to let him go. Um, yeah. Because he's not even getting really tick with the Jets because Brees Hall is good. Brees Hall is, is amazing. You know, so it's like it was the, really the stupidest thing you could have done. Like, yeah, you may have to pay him a little bit, but eh. I think they see things like, for instance, Moss and Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor came uh, Taylor came back today. Moss had a great game. Yeah, but Moss doesn't regularly do that. He had a great game. Taylor didn't get enough tick because he hasn't played anything. But sign the people who are good. Yes, their value will be different than it was in the 90s, but still sign them. You know what I'm saying? It just – it's stupid. Football is a risk by nature. So the running game isn't good. I don't think uh, Justin Justin had a hard time. To, I don't know if he's injured because I saw him sitting out on that last play. His back hurts from carrying these weak ass niggas. So um, yeah, defensively they're they're not good. So that'll probably be the biggest thing. If the Bears are playing as well as they do offensively, I can see a shootout, thirty something thirty. Um, but I'll still probably pick the Vikings to win. The Bears do win. Then it's some consideration into what can they do to try and turn their season around. But the realistic yeah. thing is, if you want to go to the playoffs, you got to win ten games. You know what I'm saying? I, do, do you think you need ten to get in the in the NFC? I mean, I don't know. Nine might swing it. I don't know if there is a, a what you call it, like a playoff picture this early, or I have to see everybody's uh, stats. Um, but as of right now. The Chiefs would okay. That's the Chiefs. Chiefs, the Dolphins. That's the AFC, brother. I know. No, I'm looking. The Chiefs, Dolphins will be oh. one and two. The Eagles and the Niners will be running to one and two. I mean, you you have the on the bubble right now are the I don't know the first the first six spots in the NFC are three and one or four and one or four or undefeated. So I don't I don't know because it's, it's three division winners, right? No, it's mm-hmm. four division winners mm-hmm. and three wild cards. So the mm-hmm. division winners right now would be Philly. It would be San Francisco. It would be Detroit. And it would be Tampa. Mm-hmm. Tampa would be your four. And then you'd have Seattle, Dallas. That six spot is up for grabs. I don't know about that, six and seven up for grabs. Seattle, Dallas. Then you're competing with Atlanta, New Orleans, Packers, Who, who all look better than the Bears. I, I'm not saying that they don't look better, but neither on one of them. On top of that, they got a three and two, two and two. Like, that, they're, they're, they have a head start, which is why no, I still, I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just saying that neither one of them are just going to go on, like, runs where the Bears won't be statistically in it if the Bears win some more games is what I'm saying. I got you. That's all I'm saying. So, But, but in order for it to even get that, for the next six, you got to at least win three, three to four. Yeah. For that to even be a possibility, and I think we're a long way from that. Yeah, I, I can't. I don't know. It, it's tough for the Bears. I, I still think like because Philly and San Fran are going to win ten plus games. So is Detroit. Tampa Bay will probably get to ten. Seattle, I don't know. Dallas will get to ten. Atlanta, maybe not. I think the seventh is probably the one that's up for grabs at the most because I think Dallas is 
fine. I mean, you look at the top six, and they're three and one or better. Did you say um, you got Atlanta win 10? No, I said Atlanta, I don't know. Oh, I said Dallas, I have. Yeah, Dallas will win 10 for sure. I think. I mean, right now, the the NFC is in better shape than the AFC. I mean, there are only two teams in the AFC with less than one loss, whereas the NFC, there are six teams with less than one loss, two who are completely undefeated. So NFC is looking like more of a barn burner than it is for the AFC. So I think the Bears would have a the Bears have to play almost perfect football. They have to have a great October. They have to have great I don't want them to have that because I Why want not? them to get top picks. I well, want you, that's that's what Carolina's for. Yeah, they're gonna be terrible. They're gonna lose out. Because matter of fact, you know, while we're here, let's look at the Panther schedule. Just but so can't, why why you look at the Panther schedule? I want to say this. I don't want to tank. I don't want to tank. Oh, I'm, no, tired I'm, not, I'm not looking I'm, tired at, I'm, I'm not looking into a tank. Let's see. Dolphins, ooh, lost. Oh, oh. Texans, they're gonna lose. Colts, they're lost. gonna lose that. Yeah, lost. Bears, who knows? Colts uh, is a toss up, depending on if Anthony Richardson's shoulders cooked. True. Cowboys. But then again, Minshew could beat them niggas too. True. Cowboys, it's a loss. Yeah. Uh, Titans, two teams who want to be bad. Who knows? Yeah, Titans can still beat them niggas. Uh, Buccaneers, that's a loss. That's a loss. Saints, that's a loss. loss. Saints beat them niggas. Falcons, that's a loss. That's a loss. Packers, that's a loss. That's a loss. Jaguars, that's a, getting smoked. That's a, yeah. uh, Buccaneers, it's a loss. So yeah, yeah. they're going to lose the majority of these games. And you, you said the Bears too, right? The Bears is the toss up. The, the Bears, Bears. Is, the Bears is the only toss up unless Ant Richardson doesn't play. But the type, yeah. the Colts still look good with Minshew yeah. in there. So um, that's true. I, I would love for the Bears to have two top ten picks. But you're right. I would too. You're right. You're right. I'd it's, rather have wins than top ten picks. You 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 get that the Bears won. It's like ah, I don't want to go back to the other feeling. So I feel no, you. fuck that. I, I want you. wins. But do you I also win the progression? I don't care. This this is why I don't care. Not to cut you off. This is why I don't care because the Bears have money. Okay. True. The Bears have money. Spend money on what you need in free right. agency. It, it, Brian Poles was was penny was penny pension this offseason. Them niggas got bread next offseason. Yeah. So whatever poles you got. Mm-hmm. Over there, you go get you Super Marv with that yeah. Carolina pick and win games because the Bears. Wanna, we both of us said seven wins. If the I don't think seven is gonna happen, they would have to go on a heater to win seven. If they can get five or six, Justin's playing well, and you were competitive even the games you lost. Now you add Super Marv to that, and now Poles can go out there and spend money because he know he's got his quarterback. You're in a good fucking position. I like Detroit, but guess what? Detroit's going to have to pay Jared Goff soon. And we don't know if they want to really do that yet. And I, and I know we still got to beat Green Bay, so I'm not going to talk shit about Green Bay. But I am not worried about fucking Jordan Love. I'm not. So that's why I would rather see wins and quarterback development. If they lose and we get two top ten picks, amazing. But as a fan, as a media member, I'm rooting for them to win and for Justin to play well. Yeah. I just think because I think the Bears need to get some interior linemen in the draft because oh for sure the free agent tracker right now the best you ha- the best available is Chris Jones. There's always um, trades, my boy. Leonard Williams, but he's an edge rusher. Um, yeah, I mean DJ Reader from Cincinnati, Fletcher Cox. I don't. I doubt Fletcher Cox goes anywhere. So always trades, my boy. Yeah, but you don't really have any trade value to trade with. Like what one thing about the about the NFL, when there's a will, there's a way. For sure, but you you just don't have a lot to trade with, you know. Unless one of these teams, like the Bears, get a top ten pick, Justin plays well, and they want to trade that away for some value, which plenty of teams would do. 
Plenty of teams will trade away that uh, top defensive lineman if they can get some value, especially if it's a quarterback form. Because, I mean, the top quarterback picks will probably be um, Caleb Williams in May from uh, North Carolina. Um, so, eh, we'll see. I'm with you, man. Uh, my my personal thoughts on Sunday is I think the Bears got a chance. Now, of course, I'm, they I'm, guys have a chance with every game except the Lions. The Lions, I, yeah. I can't see it. Every game this year, except for the two Detroit Lions games, I believe the Bears have a chance to win the football game. But I'm going to echo my man Herb Howard. Until, until I see it, I'm not picking. I'm picking the Vikings on Sunday. But the Bears have a shot. This They have, for me to believe that they're going to make a turnaround this season, I need a 4-1 record over these yep. next five games. That's what I need to see. Um, so uh, that that's pretty much what I'm looking at. But I will say the, the season got more interesting. And I think that's what we were hoping for. I know the fans are for that, obviously. When you're a media member and you got to actually go to these games, you got to travel to these cities, you would actually like to see some fucking wins when you do this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I want to see, man. So I feel like Sunday, I feel like Thursday was a great time. Shout out to D.C. I fuck with D.C. One of my favorite cities already. Uh, the DMV area is really weird. And I understand why they call it the DMV now. Because you make one left turn, you in D.C. You make a right turn. You in Maryland. You make another turn, nigga, you in Virginia. Like, it's literally that fucking close. It's the craziest shit I've ever seen in my life. How you can have three states and, like, they're that fucking close together. Like, the the, the airport that I was at to come home was, like, an hour and a half away from where my hotel was. It was in the middle of Virginia. So, I'm in Virginia, nigga. It says Washington. We was in Virginia. And I was, oh, shit, nigga. I did the, let me put clips on my Instagram. But I fuck with DC. It was a it was a fun, it's a fun city. Um, but I had a good time out there, man. But I'm glad the Bears won. So we were able to talk about a victory. We didn't have to be depressed on here. And you know what I'm saying? I will say that uh it's 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 gonna be interesting the rest of the season. It's a lot of a lot of one and four teams, a lot of one and three teams, Bears fans. Just take it one week at a time. I don't believe the season is over yet. A lot so. of Bears storylines. <clears throat> you got Justin yeah. Fields progressing. You have will the defensive line continue to step up. Will the office the offensive line continue to be consistent? And what will the Bears secondary secondary do with so many injuries? What will the running back room do with so many second uh, injuries? There are a lot of storylines going into the Bears to this next Sunday. Um, and then when is the bye week? The bye week is not till week thirteen, I think. They got a late bye week, but actually after the after the, the after the Panthers game, you have another mini bye like right now because it's a Thursday night football game. So, so yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, man. Uh, is there anything you had to say before we get up out of here? No, sir. Uh, for anybody who's listening to this on Patreon on today, as they recorded Sunday, October 8th, I'm not going to hold you be back tomorrow. Uh, I had to travel down Friday, but we'll be back to our two-show schedule this week. We'll be breaking down in the local hour a full breakdown of everything that's been going on with the Bears, be me, Mikey, J.R. Bang, no Dante tomorrow because he'll be covering game two of the um, Braves um Philly series so but it would just be us three doing that in the first out in the, in the national hour we break down everything NFL we five and we will be talking about this week's baseball uh playoff action too so tune into that you know to follow us on Twitter at Barb Chair Scott at Flows Andolini at Barbers Chair Net on Twitter and IG subscribe to the Patreon patreon.com backslash Barbers Chair Network subscribe I mean follow 79th Hallis 79th and Hallis <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram and uh we about here man we'll holler at y'all next week Seven nights at Hallis, what it is, what it do. Since Bobby Yagum, Curtis Dennis, know that we've been loyal even when we wasn't winning.